So we are starting a new series called Follow, uh, Stories of Jesus Leading to Easter. And for those of you who might be new to the Bible or new to Christianity, or maybe you're watching online for the first time and you didn't know how you found this church, um, Easter is a celebration of Jesus' victory over sin and death. That he uh, lived a sinless life. And uh, as an example for us, and then uh, was killed, and he was buried for three days, and he rose from the dead. And so it's a big celebration for us, because for those of us who call ourselves followers of Jesus, we have given our lives over to Jesus. We have said, I, um, I'm a sinner this, I can't do it myself. This isn't working for me. I need a Savior. And so Easter is just a really great time of celebration for those who are followers of Jesus um, to just be reminded of who we are, where we came from, and uh, the fact that as we give our lives to Jesus, all of our lives to Jesus, um, we become more like him. And so that's, that's the kind of the point of Easter. And so um, so what I wanted to do this week is set up um, a time of reflection for us in the next 40 days. The church calendar calls it Lent. Um, at Living Spring, we've never like adopted the actual church calendar. Uh, and that's not because it, it isn't important or whatever. It's just been I've been the pastor. So. Uh, but, and so what we're doing this time especially during the pandemic, and as things hopefully, prayerfully, begin to wind down. We want to set aside some things for the next 40 days to maybe reconnect with our Heavenly Father, maybe to reflect on uh, how did we do over the last year with the uncertainty? Were we frightened? Were we in a place where we felt... Um, God wasn't around. And so uh, there's going to be several things over the next four weeks, several opportunities for you to be able to reconstruct your life. And basically all Lent does is it gives us an opportunity to make room, to make space for God in our lives. And so some people fast things. Um, some people um, will clean out their closet, okay, and make it all nice and neat. And then that's their actual prayer closet for uh, 40 days. And every morning they go into that prayer closet. Some people um, uh, begin to reflect. Some people go through exercises of forgiveness with people. And they, within this 40 days, I want to make things right with some people that should have been made right. And the, the purpose is not... Uh, to lose weight or to like get over something that you've never been able to get over. That's not the whole thing. It's to make room to go into a desert space so that when Easter comes, we know chains are broken in Christ. We know that um, sin and death has been conquered. And so um, it's just these 40 days that we do to, uh, to uh, celebrate the Lenten season. So, what I'm going to do for a little bit is just tell you why we do things like this. Maybe give you some ideas of categories of things that you can begin to uh, set aside or make room for. But my goal is this. 
at the end of those 40 days, you are closer to Jesus. At the end of those 40 days, your heavenly Father has shed light on some things in your life that you've been able to become victorious in. And so that's it. So where do I get, where would I get all this from? Well, Galatians is a good place to start. Galatians says this, the fruit of the Spirit, and again, if you're new uh, to the Bible, this is, uh, this is the Holy Spirit, and as we give our lives over to Jesus, there should be some transformation that, ha that happens in our lives. And that transformation is going to manifest itself in a lot of different ways. It's going to manifest itself in love, and in joy, and in peace, and in patience, and kindness, and goodness, and faithfulness, and gentleness, and self-control. So one of the indications that I know that I'm following Jesus the way he designed me to follow him is that these things are going to be manifested in my life. The Lenten season is a great time to reflect and go, how am I doing in love? Like what kind of fruit? Like I might have I might have a big piece of fruit of patience. I, per I personally don't. Those are little grapes. But, um, but, but you, you might have a big thing of patience. Um, but, uh, uh, but there's no gentleness. You know, this, you kinda, this is kind of how you are, right? Wrong, do this, do that, you know, whatever. Okay? You, you might have a ton of self-control, which is kind of what Lent is all about, is about readjusting your life to help develop this fruit of self-control because you might be giving up things. And we'll talk about that. Um, but you just go before your Heavenly Father and you go, you, you do a fruit inspection, you know, I guess. Not the one going from Arizona to California because they just wave you through. Now, have you, has anyone ever been stopped? Show of hands. I've never been stopped. Okay. All right. Okay. Oh, good. Well, you, I, could, I would have stopped you. Uh, but, but, uh, but no, that's the thing. It's just like, it's not like that. It's like, okay, come here. Let's, let's do a spiritual physical. We're going to go through all these things. How are you doing with love? And so you might find, before we start this season, I, I just am really struggling with peace. So you go before your heavenly father and you begin to say, God, how can I work out peace? And maybe your heavenly father, maybe, I don't know, might say, man, you spend a lot of time in the news. And you might say, how dare you? You know, I don't know what you'd say, but, uh, but the peace, you realize there's something in your life that is robbing you of your peace, robbing you of your joy. And so you say, you know what? For 40 days, I'm going to set aside, I'm going to make room, I'm going to uh, not continue to do the same thing, I'm not going to operate in f familiarity, okay, I'm not going to operate in that, I'm going to make some changes. And here's what I know about you, because I know it about me, and I know about people online. There's a part of this that just excites you, and there's a part that scares you. It's kind of like going to the gym for the first time. There's a part of you that's just like, you know what? I'm taking control. I, or you, you change your diet. I'm doing keto. I, I, you know, this is the thing. And then you're like, then you look at the list of things you can eat, and now you're frightened. Excited and frightened. That's Lent. That's Lent. And that's your relationship with Jesus. So, uh, so 
we're going to be talking about those things. But I love this. Against such things, there is no law. So uh, when Paul was writing this, he wasn't talking about the law of the land, like, um, like you know, like, uh, you know, Biden's going to pass a law against love or any, anything like that or Trump, you know, whatever, whatever your thing is. But, um, but I like thinking of it that way, especially in our climate where we are right now. Where we're so divided and we're so amped up and we're like, we're crazy. Whoever is in power has no ability to stop our fruit of the Spirit. It doesn't matter who it is. Now, it might threaten our peace and joy depending on who you voted for or whatever. I, I get all that. I get that. I understand that. But the cool thing is that's, that's why you go to your Heavenly Father with that stuff. So watch what he says after this. We're going to skip one verse. We're going to go to 35. I mean 25. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step. So for the next 40 days, what we're going to try to keep in our minds is what steps am I making to be in step with the Spirit? Or am I rushing on ahead? Or am I falling behind? Or am I doing the same things I've always done to get to the results I'm at now? As Dr. Phil would say, how's that working for you? Right? Okay? So it, it's, it's, it's like be going to your Heavenly Father to, to um, ask Him what, what we could change. So let me just give you some categories that you might, um, uh, that you might be interested in. Okay? Um, one is... Um, things you intake into your body, okay? So for some people, if you just feel, and again, just hear me really clearly. This isn't a diet plan. It's, it's a control, like, like what is controlling me? What is, are things that I find are not producing the fruit of the Spirit, okay? So you might give up, Caffeine, okay? I'm not, but you might. And, uh, and, and because, because every morning, that's the first thing you go towards. And you say, no, 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 no. Every morning, I want the first thing I go towards is to be Jesus. And I want that physical response of, oh, I want that. I can't have it. Now I can rely on my Heavenly Father. Now I can rely on Jesus. So it might be something like that. It might be sugar. It might be. So, so there's kind of like those different categories. There's things that you take into your mind. So I know someone uh, who's giving up, they're deleting the Instagram and Facebook app from their cell phone. Well, that's just not a thing for me. Like I don't, I don't, I post and ghost. I post and I'm out. I don't, I don't spend any time scrolling. But if you have to take away YouTube comedians videos from me, I don't know what I'd do. I'd lose, my, I'd lose my mind. Well, maybe that is my thing. Like, why are you spending your time doing that? I, I don't do it on, on company time, okay? I, it's, uh, it's all fine. But, but like, it, the Holy Spirit's going to direct you in this. We're keeping in step with the Spirit. And here's one of the things I want to caution you on. Your thing might not be someone else's thing. So we can't roll our eyes at one person's thing, 
right? And be upset if they roll their eyes. What is the Holy Spirit asking you to do that makes more room for him? And it is somewhat of a desert experience to do this. It's, it's something that, so I'll, I'll give you one of mine. Gosh. I'll tell one of my accountability, but I'm not telling you guys. You, no, I'm kidding. Okay, so I love, when I, if I'm working in the yard or doing something, I love listening to sports podcasts. Okay, I, I just do. I, I, sports to me is, um, oh, by the way, I was gonna, I was gonna mention, there was something. We just had a big thing. What was that? Who was the quarterback? Oh, Tom Brady, right? So, so I'm sorry, I'm a, I'm a jerk. But um, uh, so. I, I just like the drama of sports, who's trading to where, what team's going to get better, all that kind of stuff. For 40 days, I have to, I have to remove that from my life, okay? Um, and then, but then the question becomes, okay, what do you replace it with? Because if you make room for your Heavenly Father, that's good, that's, good, that's part of it, but then what do you replace that with? So, do I replace that for me personally, do I replace that for, with, with praise music? Do I replace it, because here's the thing that I think the Lord's telling me, with silence. Silence is really hard for me, okay? But that's my, that's my Latin thing. That's why I like to keep in step with the Spirit. So, so that's the goal of what we're doing uh, in the next 40 days. And we're going to have different things you can do. Like for right now, if you... Go to the entrance of our property. There's a little blue arrow. And uh, there's going to be a sign there. It will, it'll come out. Uh, Ash Wednesday is when it starts. This Wednesday is when uh, Lent starts. And so probably Tuesday night or whatever, we'll have a sign there. And it's just a prayer walk around our campus. The whole time, just to be clear, <laughs> uh, you can be seen. So you're not going to be like behind buildings or like climbing up stuff on the roof. Like the whole thing, you can be seen. And it's a quarter of a mile. And so you can do four laps. You've walked a mile and you could have prayed the entire time. That's just one of the Lenten things. We'll have a li list of, of other ones. But that might be for those of you who are online that you, you don't show up at our campus. Maybe you map out a prayer walk that every day or every other day or whatever. You're walking and you're saying, I'm going to pray for the leaders of our country. I'm going to pray for my church. I'm going to pray for uh, my community. I'm going to pray for my family. I'm going to pray for all these different things, whatever God puts on your heart. And you just do that. That's all. That's it. It's just, a, it's just making room. It's making space. Okay, so let's look at an example. The best example in the world, which we all know, spoiler alert, is Jesus. Um, but Jesus was just baptized. And what we get uh, from his baptism is one of the verses that we use of why we believe in a trinity, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, uh, three persons and one God, is because of Jesus' baptism. He gets baptized by his cousin, John the Baptist, and he, the, you hear the Father say, this is my Son with whom I'm well pleased. You see the Son there who just got baptized, and then the Spirit falls to, uh, in the form of a dove. You got the Trinity right there. And that's where we pick up. Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit. And don't forget the Galatians verse I gave you. Our job is to keep in step with the Spirit. 
Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, left the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Jesus was actually led uh, led into a Lenten period, a 40-day period of uh, growth and of uh, space for to be with his heavenly Father. Now I don't know how that looked. I don't know if he went like 17 miles into the wilderness, or he was just like two miles away, or whatever. But he was by himself in the wilderness, and importantly, very importantly, he was led there by the Holy Spirit. Wilderness times are difficult, are they not? We've all been in them, and sometimes we didn't have anything to do with it. We didn't even feel it was the Holy Spirit. It was just like, for whatever reason, for whatever our um, uh, situation in life is. But the Holy Spirit's always there, regardless. And so that's one of the first things we see right off the bat, that that, uh, the Holy Spirit is with Jesus. That's number one. Number two... He left the Jordan. He left familiarity. He left his comfort zone. He left the places that he goes, you know, the places he'd frequent every week or every day or whatever. This would be akin to, you know, you just stop going to Starbucks. You know, you left the Jordan. It's a wilderness area. No, I'm, I'm joking around. But, but, but what, what is familiar to you? Is it, is it familiar for you to, again... Be on social media all the time? Well, maybe you need to leave that. Is it familiar for you to, be, to pour into um, current events and to get all upset about that? Maybe it's time to leave that. I'm going to give you one quick little example of my own life of when I left the Jordan. Uh, it was during a Lenten season. And um, my church, it was before I was a pastor, um, had this same idea of just like, hey, what? What do you, what, what's causing, what's robbing you of your fruit of the Spirit? And since I couldn't get rid of traffic, um, I uh, decided to get rid of the news because it was robbing me of my peace. That was a really funny joke. Anyway, uh, it was robbing me of my peace. The news was. And so I said, okay, for 40 days, I'm not going to have any news. No news. No newspaper. Uh, back then, it was like 15 years ago. Yeah, we did have the internet. So just all that stuff. And it was just like, I'm just going to be clueless. Uh, and it was difficult because I had really strong opinions at the time um, about stuff that's way gone in the past now. And so the 40 days gets done. I, I've left the Jordan. I've left my familiarity. And I became comfortable in the wilderness of ignorance. Of, of, of not like ignorance, but just of current event ignorance. That little journey away from the Jordan has now been a 15-year journey. And my peace, fruit, for me, again, this is your Lenten, it's, it's going to be your own thing. I'm not telling you to not watch the news much. But I, uh, I, I'm saying that when you begin to listen to the Lord, like, what is going on with this right here? Why are you robbed of your joy? And then he tells you what you might want to do. And so Jesus models this for us. He leaves what's familiar. He's led uh, by the Spirit into the wilderness, where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing during those days. 
okay? So this is what the Holy Spirit had him do. I'm not asking you to not eat for 40 days. Um, <laughs> so um, he ate nothing. To, and then I love this. I love the Bible. And at the end of them, he was hungry. <laughs> like, really? Because I'm 40 minutes myself, right? Like 40 days. And, but for Jesus, I don't know how he did it, but whatever. But at the end of 40 days, he became hungry. And this is the other point I wanted to share with you. The enemy never comes when you're, you're all about that. You'll get, you'll get through a few days during Lent. You'll be like, yeah, I got this. And you're all excited and you're jumping on the scale or you're doing whatever and you're reading your Bible and you're like, oh, oh man, I should go to seminary. Like you, you're, you're, you're going. But then something will happen because something always happens because there's always a wilderness. You'll become hungry in some way. The devil said to him, if you're the son of God, tell this stone to become bread. Now, just so we're clear, it is not a sin to turn stones into bread. The devil wasn't, wasn't saying, do this sinful act. What, what the devil was doing was going, how are you going to use your messianic power? Are you going to use it to usher in the kingdom or are you going to use it to serve yourself? So this is what it may look like for you. I don't mean to step on anybody's toes. You might spend 40 days tracking your finances. Because in the same way, you have been given power. You've been given a job. Now, again, we're in a pandemic, so sometimes jobs are, you know, whatever. You might be unemployed. But you've been given resources. You've been given time. You, 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 you've been given relationships. How are you using them? And the devil may say, the enemy who prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour might come to you at your weakest moment and go, you know what? Look, you already failed a few times during Lent. The 40 days are ruined. Just go back to the Jordan. Go back to familiarity. And so you might, he might say, hey, you know, it's no big deal. Go ahead. Just install Instagram, you know, or whatever, whatever it is. What he's asking you to do is probably not a sin. Do you understand what I'm saying? Installing Instagram on your phone. TikTok, yes, but Instagram, that, no. And so, uh, well, 60% of Instagram, yes. Okay, but anyway, my point is this. We can get all caught up in our minds, about like, well, it's really not that bad or whatever. What, what is the Lord asking you to do in the next 40 days and do that? So he shows up. He says, uh, the stones become bread. Jesus answered, it is written. And you'll notice in these temptations, Jesus always goes to scripture. Maybe that's your 40 days. Maybe your 40 days is I'm going to spend every single day in the word because it's it's. It's your sword. I mean, it's the thing that gives you the information you need to uh, do what you need to do as a follower of Jesus. And so if you don't know the word of God, um, let us know and we'll get you all hooked up on, on what you can do to study for those 40 days. 
And so he, he writes, man shall not live on bread alone. And this is really cool, this bread in the wilderness reference is because Jesus conquered what the Israelites couldn't, which is a lot of what Jesus modeled. You know, manna came and they complained and all this stuff. And Jesus is like, I don't even need bread. As a matter of fact, I wanted to put this verse in here. Um, John 4, 34, Jesus was with the woman at the well. We call it the woman at the well, the Samaritan woman. And uh, he, he's talking to her and, he, and he's um, talking about the kingdom and all these things. And then his disciples show up and they're like, Master, you need to eat. And Jesus has this great uh, response that you might want to memorize or put up. He says, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. So I've been talking about Instagram and all these kind of stuff. But you, that's how you'd respond. My, the way I like, want to engage with people is not through Instagram, not through Facebook or whatever your thing is. It's to do the will of him who sent me. God, how would I take this normal action that I would do, the normal uh, action of finding information about people and how would I replace it? You might replace Instagram with writing notes to people. And, and someone next to you might go, that doesn't sound very spiritual. And you just turn to them and go, mind your own Lent, okay? This is mine. You mind yours, you know, or something to that effect. Just mind your own Lent. I'm doing mine. But this is a really great thing to put on your fridge, to put in the car, to put in your Bible. To put, it's like, okay, what is the core of who I am? It's to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. <laughs> okay. So next thing, devil uh, led him up to a high place and showed him all the, uh, in an instant, all the kingdoms of the world. So maybe that's one of your things. Like culture. The, the culture of the world. Maybe you've adopted some of the same uh, lifestyle, some of the same thought patterns, some of the same how you respond to things as the, as the world has. And what the devil's saying here is there's all these kingdoms. And, and, and I, can, I, can, I can have you succeed in those kingdoms. So maybe for you, again, we talked about finances. I'm going to talk to the I'm, I'm assuming older people, but those who've been investing in a 401k or you're getting close to retirement or whatever. Uh, so I'm just kind of sp like speaking to my life stage and those above. Some of that refresh on your, uh, on your browser to see how your 401k is doing is the same thing as just investing in a kingdom that is not the kingdom of the world, of, of God. And so, so that's just one minor example. It might be something else for you. That there's a culture. You need to be accepted by some people at school. You need to be accepted by people in the workplace. And so you begin to change your behavior just a little bit. God begins to say, hey, hey what, what are you doing? And the enemy's like, it's okay. I, you, can, you can reign in that kingdom and in the kingdom of God. And maybe for Lent. That you say, no, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna do that. He showed him the kingdoms of the world. And he said to you, I will give you their authority, which is awesome because they have none. You see that? 
The enemy's a liar. So he creates this thing that I'll, I'll give you all the, I'll give you success. I'll give you this. I'll give you riches and wealth. And, and you can have all that. And Jesus, he does really well on this one too. But um, he's like, why would I, like, why would I want that if I have the kingdom? If I have a relationship with my heavenly father? If I have love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control, what could the enemy or culture or my flesh possibly have to offer me? That's, that's our design. That's, that's how we were created. He says, if you worship me, it will all be yours. To which Jesus, seeing everything for what it is, is like, ugh. Like, that's gross. Not, this is a horrible, horrible example. And you can write me letters. But if I go in the backyard and I pick up all my dog's leftovers, okay? And it's a huge bag. And I go, this can all be yours. You'd go, oh, gosh. That's what he's offering. All of it. I mean, all of it. The whole bag. You can have the whole thing. great to have you guys here, by the way. <clears throat> Jesus answered, it is written. Again, he goes back to scripture. Worship the Lord and serve him only. There's no other kingdom. There's no other authority. There's no other uh, place to get value in life than through your heavenly father. And that's why we take these 40 days before Easter, when we get to Easter, we rejoice in the fact that we've been saved by his blood. We've been saved by his conquering uh, death. And we go from there. So he, that's what he says. So then the devil leads him to Jerusalem and had him stand. I don't know how all this worked, um, but it did. He stands on the highest point of the temple. If you are the son of God, and by the way, I didn't mention this in the first part when he talked about stones to bread, the Greek in all of this. It's, it's a rhetorical Greek. Like, we all know you're the son of God. He's not saying if. He's saying we both know it. Just, you know, just do that. I mean, what's, here's what he's saying. And this is what he's going to say to you in the next 40 days. What's the big deal? What's the big deal? And, and, and maybe messing up during Lent, it, technically when it comes to the wonderful grace and forgiveness of Jesus, maybe it's not a big deal. But at least don't, by the lie that it's not a big deal. Make a mistake, you make a mistake, whatever. Don't buy into that lie. He says, throw yourself down. And then um, uh, the devil, because he's, uh, Satan's, because he's seen how Jesus responds, he uses scripture. Because I know you're going to use scripture, so I'm going to use scripture. Uh, he will command his angels concerning you to guard you carefully. They will lift you up by their hands so that, this is so, okay, I'll, we'll get to it. So that you don't strike your foot against a stone. And Jesus changes this one little thing. And I may be reading way too much into the Bible. Sometimes I tend to do that. But I noticed this. Each time Satan talked to Jesus, he responded with, it is written. It is written. It is written. This time he responds, it is said. Do not put the Lord your God to the test. Now that actually is written. Okay, 
But here's what I get out of this. Things can be written and things can be said. In other words, this is what was written. This is what I mean. I'll give you an example. Let no uh, unwholesome mouth proceed, uh, another unwholesome word proceed out of your mouth except that what is good for edification. And what do we typically do as Christians? Well, what are the unwholesome words? <laughs> like, like could, give me a list of them and I'll know. Like, yeah, let no unwholesome word proceed from your mouth. Okay, what are the unwholesome words? That's not what was said. That's what was written. Yeah, good for you. You got it. What was said? Everything that comes out of your mouth should be for edification. Oh, the list just got a lot longer, didn't it? Okay, now maybe your list is different than my list. That's what was said. Do you see what I'm saying? And so Jesus says, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Let my last point. When the devil had finished all this tempting, he left him for good. He lost. Oh, ow, until an opportune time, right? Like he's never going to stop. He's never going to stop. So when we, when we go through this Lenten period, our job is to flex our muscles, to get, uh, to grow, to make room for God so that in the future, those, maybe some of those little habits, some of those little disciplines keep going and going and going. Matthew says this, which I just think is really cool because um, Satan had said to Jesus that the, that the angels will come and you won't strike your foot on a rock. Well, the angels in Matthew, I switched gospels, actually did come. The devil left him and the angels came and attended him. Now, I don't know any angels, but I know me. And if I was an angel, the first thing I'd say to Jesus was, that was awesome, dude. We were watching up there. I, one time, not to say anything, but I was a little nervous because you looked hungry. And then the, the stone and the bread thing, I don't know how you did it, but congratulations. They probably didn't do that. But the scripture was fulfilled that Satan was talking about. The angels did come, but they came in the way that their heavenly father instructed them to. As the worship band comes up, this is my prayer for you as we begin this, this period of time. Jesus returned to Galilee. He went back to the Jordan. He went back to familiarity. My prayer for Living Spring on whatever campus we're on is this, that this will be an exercise. There will be some wilderness times in it. There'll be some times where you feel like, I don't, I don't know how I'm doing. Well, my prayer is that you'll return back to work, you'll return back to Instagram, you'll return back to whatever you're doing, checking your 401k, whatever. And there'll just be this unsettling of like, nah, man. It, it's, it's, it's more than this. He goes back in the, whole, in the power of the Holy Spirit, and news about him spread through the whole countryside. I think to myself often, what would have happened had he not done that? What would, what would he have missed out on? What would we have missed out on, right? And I ask myself the same thing. Like, if I don't follow the Holy Spirit's leading, if I don't keep in step with the Spirit as we begin these 40 days, what could I miss out on? Like a, a chain being broken or a difference of perspective or maybe a people group. And all of a sudden in these 40 days, I realize, man, 
I have a real problem with this other group. And that wouldn't have been broken if we hadn't tried. I'll end with this one last verse and then it'll lead us in a song. And my prayer while we go through this last song is that you'll begin the process of asking your Heavenly Father, what would you have me give up? What would you have me add? How can I make space? How can I make room for you? Search me. Know my heart. Let me know if there's anything in me that needs to be taken away or added. Those, so those patterns of the world kind of come in this verse. Do not, be, do not conform to the pattern of this world. In other words, the things that they find important, the things that um, our flesh kind of develops, the way we talk about power, the way we use power, the way we use money, the way we use uh, the things that God has given us. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good and pleasing will. Let me pray for us. Lord Jesus, we are uh, thankful that uh, you modeled so amazingly what it's like to not worry about um, this kingdom, but to focus truly on the kingdom of heaven. That, that in a 40-day stretch, and I'm sure you could have gone longer, it's not my will, but thy will. And Lord, that's what I pray for us. Um, whether we're uh, physically in a building or we're online or we're just touching base or whatever, that we would uh, have this same prayer as we move into this Lent season of not my will, but thy will. Pray that we would hear your voice. And we would have the boldness to move forward in it. In Jesus' name, amen. So, uh, I'd love to hear um, if you have something that you're thinking about or you want just uh, to tell someone. I, I just want to give you one pro tip. This is for the couples out there. Don't ask your partner, hey, so what are you giving up? Okay? You can ask, hey, do you have any thoughts? on Lent, and they might go, yeah, I do. That's okay. <laughs> you don't have to know what they're going through or what you're not going through. So, um, but I would, I would tell somebody, okay? Uh, it doesn't have to be, you know, your significant other, but I would tell somebody. Uh, it just, it just helps it, helps it go better. And so uh, my email, even though I never show it up here, is john at livingspring.com. So I'd, I'd love to hear from you as well. I, we joke about Michelle, but why don't we go ahead and stand for the blessing. For those of you who are online, you're welcome to stand with us as well. We consider you uh, part of our family. And so and those in the, in the patio can stand too. If they're still here, I don't even know if they're still, got what they are? Okay, they're playing cornhole. What are they doing? Okay. All right, good. All right. Now, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, I pray you'd go in his strength. I pray you'd go in his peace. And I pray you'd go in his example. In Jesus' name, amen.
Have a great week, and we will see you next Sunday.